Good morning, everybody. Welcome to 3Q, New Mexico's premier business podcast. I am your host, Pam Myers, and my wonderful co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistance. That's my dad. Yeah, yeah, love that. <laughs> uh, our guest this morning is Cindy Ratliff. Cindy is the executive director of Reed West uh, and, and located in Rio Rancho, serving the whole, I mean, this area of the northern area of New Mexico. Correct, Cindy? Yeah, so uh, Westside, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Bernalillo, and a few other counties, um, we service online. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, tell every all the listeners about Reed West. What what does the organization do? Because it's a okay. great organization. Yeah. So um, Reed West is a nonprofit adult literacy center. Uh, we've been around thirty four years now. Um, so wow. we service adults eighteen years of age and older for reading, writing, speaking English, high school equivalency, citizenship computer literacy and we also took on a court scribing program a few years ago to help people with legal documents that's that's a huge service well it's it's anything um if 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 they have a need of any kind of adult literacy need we're we we don't know how to say no so (laughs) and it's free to the public we're absolutely free to the public. So we are a nonprofit. So we we uh, we stay alive through donations and and we write a ton a ton of grants. So yeah, it's uh, that's how we stay afloat, and that's how we've done it for thirty four years. Wow, wow. What? Go ahead, Erica. Well, okay. So when I was young, I because uh, I've always been a huge reader, right? My mom was a huge reader. I read with my mom. We did the word of the day in the reader's digest yes i'm very old um was, i did it too <laughs> right and so i had the 25 cent vocabulary going into grade school and you know that type of thing and and so when i was younger in my 20s i thought okay i'm going to be a literacy tutor and you know help somebody and huge undertaking in that i thought i was really you know hey, i can teach somebody to read and then you get into it and you realize just how it's it's like reading, right? Once you know how to read, you know how to read. And and so, it's, but teaching somebody else was quite a humbling experience because as a one, somebody has to reach out, which is, you know, hugely important. And two, you have to, you have to understand how to do that type of thing. I wasn't quite ready for it at the time, but I have since taught two children how to read. I homeschooled both my kids. I guess my question is, I mean, that's, it's, how did you look at this and go, okay, I'm going to just dive right into this and, 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 and Mm. this is a huge thing. I mean, this is like fundamental to how most people navigate the world. You don't even think about things like, you know, reading a street sign, uh, you know, (laughs) Filling out a job application, you don't even think about that kind of stuff. How did you just like, okay, I'm gonna put on my cape and 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 help <laughs> with this because it's huge, it's it's brilliant. Well, let me say, let me just start with this. You are very, very correct. Adult literacy does come with a stigma. Um, it takes an enormous amount of courage for somebody to come in and ask for help saying that they can't read, especially if they were born in the United States. That seems to even come with a, a bigger stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So really getting them past that. That's why I say we don't say no to anything, because if you have the courage to come in, who am I to say no? 
um, uh, we will always say yes if there's something that you need. I, I've helped people fill out uh, application, driver's license applications, and we've done a little bit of everything. So I guess I would say that I have a personal connection to this. Um, I was pushed through in school um, because I was an athlete. Um, so I wasn't, uh, I, they didn't even make me take American history, uh, because yeah. I was an elite volleyball player, um, and went on actually to play, um, Air Force volleyball. So I, I got into it because I realized that when I got out of the service and then I started doing other things, um, I, instead of going to college, I started a career after and, when the belly flopped out of the out of my career in 2008, when the market crashed, um, it left me in a place where either I needed to become educated or I needed to do some menial job that I didn't feel good about. I wanted something I wanted I could be proud of, uh, and literally, um, so my ex got me into doing this. You should take this tutor training uh, because you know you teaching helps you learn too. And while I was sitting actually at CNM taking my prerequisite classes to go on, uh, I, I noticed that a lot of people in my class were having problems because English was not their first language. Mm -hmm. um, and then I noticed that there were um, learning differences that needed to be addressed as well because I have, um, I have dyslexia. Ah, so uh, I took on a tutor to help me overcome that dyslexia because as my counterparts were taking three or four hours to do homework, I was spending 20 hours a week doing homework Wow! because it took, it took me so much longer. So I, I really do have a personal connection to this. So yeah. I, and I, I just think that we're here to, to serve each other and help each other. So that's just always kind of been my motto. That's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps to hear you telling that story. What uh, What is your, and you said you recently add the court scribing. Talk about that a bit. Explain what that's for and how that helps people. Yeah, yeah. so um, the New Mexico court system started a pilot program, and it was started in, with Portalis and Clovis first. Um, where um, they would, when people come in, we realized people couldn't read and write what they were signing or couldn't fill out the court documents because they couldn't read or write. Um, and people that were incarcerated were being incarcerated and being held because they signed uh, that they had done something that they actually hadn't done, but they couldn't read it. So they signed it. Is that uh, even legal? I'm, um, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is what? because it is because they assume you know how to read and and a lot of people won't tell you that they can't read well, that's they'll true. just sign that it and know. say right. they'll just sign it and say oh yeah i read it i read it but they didn't because they can't yeah. um, one in five new mexicans read at or below a fifth grade reading level and court documents are not written at a lower level <laughs> no <clears throat> right mm -hmm. okay i'm just you've said so many terrifying things in just like the last two sentences that's like first off the, the concept of signing. Well, okay. I, I'm calling bullshit on myself. I don't read my user and user license agreements, right? I sign shit all the time. Sorry. I sign stuff all the time that I don't read. That's on me though, because I'm just lazy and I don't want to read the EULA. Right. But to, to the idea of, of, wow, of signing something like having it foisted on me and, and signing it just because I, I, I well, I, 
boy, see, there's a lot of privilege. And what I was just about to say, just because I don't, I can't read it. That's a that's a huge failure on the education system. Yeah, that's a huge failure. That that, oh, that's oh, that makes my stomach hurt. There's another well, reason why I homeschooled my kids. <laughs> well, but just remember this. It's not really a public education issue as much as it is a parent issue. Right. Well, that's true, too. It, it, it really is. I mean, parents started letting TV um, educate their children, and now it's the Internet that's educating their children. So they're getting an education, maybe not in everything we want them to get an education in, but <laughs> uh, a lot of things are being done online. Um, I mean, the pandemic taught us a lot. Uh, I mean, the very first day we were that they closed the schools, we had 47 phone calls from parents saying, I can't teach my kids because I can't read and write. Wow. Um, I can't teach my kids because I don't speak English and everything's in English. I can't teach my kids because I haven't done math in 30 years or 20 years. And I have no idea because a lot of people don't know. Um, You're talking about, let's just talk about middle school math right now. Middle school math is algebra one, algebra two, trigonometry, geometry. I'm like the things I learned in college, they're learning in middle school now. Right. So I just went through that. Yeah, we went, we went through that with, yeah. (laughs) And it was like after, after algebra, I was like, Hey, you're on your own. (laughs) And then think about financial literacy. Financial literacy is a big, big thing. Financial literacy is not something they teach in school. So when you have these kids getting out of their, their parents' homes, I mean, we teach financial literacy. So how do you keep a checkbook? How do you maintain, um, you know, a household? How do you, I mean, there's a ton of things that go into it that really isn't being taught. Right. <laughs> They've mm-hmm. never taught that stuff though. Cause I remember graduating <laughs> from high school way back in the dark ages. And, um, you know, I, I remember being, I, I remember getting out of, and they, I, I got it. They will go get a bank account and get checks. And I got my checks and I was like, Look at all this and, money I have. <laughs> and, right, right. Exactly. I can't be out of money. I still have checks. That's right. Um, that's right. You know, and and no concept of overdraft fees and, you know, that it takes seven days for the money because, yeah, all that kind of stuff. None of that was taught. And this was, you know, 19 in the 80s. Well, well, you know what? The high school I went to, they taught it and they really? made us take it. Yep. And wow. it, was a, it was a one day class and every senior had to take it. Wow. Yeah. And it was, well, I, 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 um, so I graduated from an alternative high school. Okay. Ah. So, um, it was, uh, yeah, we're, um, so, (laughs) so yeah, I, I was let out of my household earlier than I should have been let out. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I, I went to work and, and then went to a secondary school and graduated. So. Wow. Wow. Was that here in New Mexico? Yeah, I'm in Roswell. Roswell, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many. I think you can um, speak to this, Cindy. There are so many factors that go into why adults never learn how to read. I mean, there's right. I mean, there absolutely is. We always say our basic literacy students have hiccups. Mm-hmm. So if you <laughs> hang on, I'm so sorry. Hope they don't mind. I just hung up on them. Anyway, <laughs> um, so really, one of the really big things about um, I forgot what we were talking about. So sorry. No, no, yeah, no. I said there are so many factors that go into why 
an adult can't read. Yeah. What's what's really crazy is is think about this. A lot of people, especially during let's just talk about during COVID times. Let's let's talk about what's currently going on. Yeah. A lot, a lot of seniors dropped out, juniors, seniors in high school dropped out of school altogether. I mean, there are tons of students our state can't find anymore. Um, and then they come to us and say, I've dropped. And I said, well, did you get a separation letter from your high school? Seriously, guys. <laughs> Let's take it off the hook. Um, so I, I, I just said, you know, look, uh, I'm really curious as to how, you know, how can we make all of this work for people returning? Um, and for people, because there are so many things, classroom anxiety is a very huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. Classroom anxiety is alive and well. It is people, children, I cannot, it's okay. I'm so I, sorry. It, let it ring. It's okay. You're fine. So yeah, I, I, I really, I think there's so many things that go into it. It's, I mean, during COVID too, we're talking about parents passed away and left their children by themselves. We right. had we had that happen. I'll I'll let you know this. We had six volunteers pass away from COVID and two students, wow. and that's just our program. So, um, but it, it wasn't uncommon for the the parents to get sick, and then their children were at home. Right. And and so they had to drop out because now they became the breadwinner in their family, and they had to go to work. And and a lot of our students, that's what happened. They've had to go to work, so they had to drop out of school to do it. Um, or, you know, they are first generation here and mm-hmm. they've been bullied at school to the point where they want to, they don't want to go anymore. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's just a ton, ton, ton of, of, of different things and obstacles that are out there that I didn't have to deal with that the current generation's having to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I mean, I, that's, I'm, so I'm thinking about, you know, when, when you learn to read, right. Generally it's, very five six is when you yeah. the basics are you're taught to the basics and let me tell you once you start teaching somebody to read it's always fun try to explain somebody the word one o-n-e mm-hmm. if you can't use any of the logical rules to spell out you know to say the those sight words and things like this right uh, it, uh, it seems to me a fundamental failure like from the start if they're if if you're, those fundamentals aren't there at five and six years old, then the building blocks aren't there for for better understanding later on type of thing. Right. That just I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. Right. Try to teach the word such to somebody who doesn't speak English. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anything with a gh or a you yeah. know a ph or you know, all that time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I taught always. ESL for a while and I just kept going such hmm they always asked every semester what does this such word mean i was like oh goodness <laughs> yeah yeah really uh yeah. Think about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah isn't that a good one so repeat then if you would cindy all the benefits that read west offers from okay we're free Free, 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 free. Right. <laughs> and, and Pretty big benefit, literacy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let me tell you, adult literacy is the stepping stone to adult education. Yeah. If you're thinking about going back to college at later on in life, like I did, I didn't go to college until I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I say uh, we're a great place to start. Um, and remember mm-hmm. that, you know, there's always, there, the more I know, the more I know I don't know. 
And so one of the really great benefits about us is that we are a free service. Um, We are helping um, seniors learn the computer. So we do have computer classes and they're available to anyone for free. Um, And we we have a program that for very, very beginners, which we have a few of our tutors actually taking right now. So um, it's always a great idea that if you need to know the computer, that's what we do. If you need to help with uh, preparing to take your citizenship, that's what we do. Uh, Math, uh, science, if it's high school equivalency, we also do that. If it's just basic reading and writing, we do that. Uh, we have uh, tutors that do nothing but help people learn how to speak English. Um, we also have a hybrid class on Wednesday morning from 10 to 12, and that's a reading and writing class, so you can attend in person or online. And on Wednesday evenings from 6.30 to 8.30, we do have an ESL beginning class. So if you need to learn English, you can go online and learn with a a personalized uh, tutor that teaches the class. She speaks Spanish, so she does it both in Spanish and English. So they can feel like they're not missing anything. Uh, And then, uh, you know, if you have to go down to the courthouse and if you're down there and you need some help with applications, get a hold of the lady that in the customer care uh, center and they will... um, have one of our volunteers come in and help you. They'll set up a time uh, and an appointment for you and we'll set up a time for them to come in and help you with your documents. And we even have, they even have a translator that can be there if you don't speak English. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm putting this up here. Readwest.org and I'm putting in the donate slash donate because I can't (laughs) imagine a better thing to donate time. And, you know, and if you can't donate time, Donating money helps them buy time for other things. That's that's how. Yeah, we'll take work. your wealth and your wisdom. Yes, <laughs> right. Right. I like that. That's that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Well, and and people can come to you, right? They can they go to your location in Rio Rancho. Yes, absolutely. You can either you can go on to our website. Um, if you want to be a volunteer, there's a a link that you can push. So we'll contact you. So you can just type in there. If you want to be a student, uh, you can fill out an application to become a student here. Um, we are pre- also, we are in dire need of board members right now. Um, uh, I'm sure every nonprofit is exactly the same boat I'm in right now, but we are so lacking in board members right now. It's very hard to fill out grants when you don't have enough board members. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, if, if anybody is interested in being a board member, I mean, we meet once a month. We don't ask a whole lot. It's just uh uh, it, it, we are a working board, um, and we have different committees. Um, so mm-hmm. if uh, anybody's interested in that, we, we, we would really, really appreciate some, your service and, and expertise. Okay. Hopefully this podcast will help. Thank you. Wow. Oh, also we have bowling for literacy. We have one of our fundraisers coming up here, uh, Saturday, March 25th, we're doing bowling for literacy. Oh. Uh, it's a hundred dollars for four people for a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pick your team name. Uh, it comes and the, the price does cover the cost of the shoes. Okay. And we're also looking for sponsors for this uh, tournament as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, come out and have some fun. We do a silent auction as well as a 50, 50. So it's just a good time. And I don't know if you're like some of our other bowlers, but they told me point blank, they cannot bowl without having a drink. So wherever I have bowling for literacy, I have to be able to get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beer or bumpers, and those are my choices. Beer right? or bumpers, right? I gotta have one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I am not a great bowler at all, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's fun. 
Yeah. Actually, if you do ball. beer and bumpers, it gets really funny. Oh, you there you go. Now, you know, <laughs> bouncing the ball off of the bumpers and who that's cares? A, that would be a great team name, beer and bumpers. Beer <laughs> and bumpers, yeah. <laughs> Cindy, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast this morning. Uh, I hope that this helps generate some interest in your organization Definitely. for volunteers and donations. Because Thank it's you such... so very much for having us. We're so happy to be here. And anytime you need or want us, we're always happy to, to come on. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for all the work that you do. Well, thank you for everything that you do as well. We appreciate you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you to New Mexico Out Business Alliance for being a sponsor of this podcast. Have a great day. <laughs>